0: Hey everyone, you're listening to the 10.7 podcast where we get together every fortnight and sometimes more often to talk about technology, business, and the humans in it. I'm your host, Ivan Stegich. My guest today is Aaron James Draplin. Aaron is a graphic designer that's based in Portland, Oregon. But to me, it feels like he's all over the planet all of the time. He's the founder of Draplin Design Company and has worked with the likes of Nike, Burton, and the Obama administration. He's somehow involved with Field Notes brand. I'm going to ask about that. He's also the author of pretty much everything, a book about the work he's done so far in life. And there's a lot of that. I'm so glad that he's agreed to join me today hey Aaron welcome to the podcast well, hello there so you're sitting in beautiful Portland right now aren't you yeah oh yeah 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 I hear the,
1: I hear the aren't you there, there's some there's some Minneapolis <laughs> I've been missing that one for a while yeah i'm sitting I'm, I'm in Portland I got up this morning and uh, dropped my, my 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 volvo off uh, I, I've had a I bought a Volvo brand new in uh uh two thousand ten and and I have babied that thing, tried to all these years, and today I dropped it off for some kind of a, you know, a, a, a service doodad, and that was my morning. And then I raced back here, did a little bit of work, a couple invoices, a couple emails, and uh, I'm getting ready to go to uh, uh, Richmond, Virginia, in a couple days here, and then then down to Raleigh, North Carolina, a couple days after that.
0: You're all over the place. I love it. Now, did you go to Sweden to pick up your Volvo? Did you do that whole pick up thing? No, or? it's that's a that's a bit of a um, that's a bit of a. Uh,
1: I was kind of told like. So it turns out, you know, it sounds really cool until you go do it. And, and it was like, well, what, do, what do you mean? What do you mean? You know, and there was some little hitch. There was some little hitch to that thing that kind of freaked me out. And it was like, you stay there a long time. It's expensive. And then you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And there was something to it that was like, oh, I guess I won't be going to do Aww. that thing. I got, all, I got all excited. I looked into it. And then someone told me something like, yeah, it's better if you're like 65 years old where you have a lot of time to wait or something like that. And I, I remember just kind of like. Oh because I was gonna go do it you know yeah. it was like this attractive thing there was yeah. something like or like or like they don't put you up in the nicest of things or something like that where there was like uh, you know a little bit of a want you know kind of a thing yeah I can't remember what it was specifically but uh uh yeah yeah but you know it sounds cool sounded cool and um I I did you know uh, I did pick my Volvo uh Simply based on typography. Oh, you did know, you really? Like, <laughs> of course
0: <absolutely>. you did. <laughs> of course I did.
1: Of course yeah. You I mean, did. I, I, it was it was it was the when I, when I got inside that thing, I, I knew what I wanted, and um, station wagon. I, I knew that they were yeah, and I knew that they were safe, and there were other yeah. things that were just you know, beautifully engineered, and just all the stuff that they're known for. Um, but I will say that the, the typography inside the cockpit really made a big difference for me because it was just like something you're gonna be looking at for a long time and you know you're spending all this money and all that kind of stuff but it was just something like just made sense and i remember you know trying to explain that to the guy and you know that's another one of those moments where it's like oh you're just talking too much you know and it's like oh this means something to me like they thought about that in Sweden and I, I appreciate it and I don't, you know, I'm going to be looking at this damn thing for years let's get this thing right so I, I remember that but you know today is one of those days where you're like you know why did I ever do this to myself you know because like, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're dropping the thing off and you just know you're a mark they got you Let's talk about design. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I, this is one of the things that I absolutely admire about you, Aaron. It, it reminds me of the, um, it reminds me of that original video that I was introduced to you uh, and your shenanigans, and that was that. Why is America? Why is America effed? Right? Why? Yep. And you had yep. a very similar treatise on on um, the design of the logo of that motel that that um you saw uh, and i think you were ebaying okay can you can you can you tell the story about um how that happened and like what made you so mad about that
1: well you know i mean all these years later i will say as a 45 year old person that would have been i would have been i don't know 35 or 32 or something and you know I do feel a little bad because the power of the Internet is a, is a terrifying thing. Like the idea that that, um, you know, I remember I got a bit of a snarky email from a guy. Well, what it was, you know, that that made me rethink my position on that. Mm. What, what it was was simply this. I was back home in Michigan where I, you know, I'm from. I was with my mom and dad. And uh, I love eBay. I've Always loved eBay. And I'm on eBay. I'm, 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 I'm playing around. And there's this there's this sign for sale. Now, I'd always wanted one of these certain the certain geometry of this arrow, and there was a sign, and it was awesome. And and beyond that, it was like you know reasonably affordable. So, anytime I'd ever seen one of these little signs uh, with this this, this arrow, they were so much money. There was just no way, in my thirty five year oldness, I was going to be able to afford that stuff. They were seven thousand dollars and stuff. And here's this one where it's somewhere in the ballpark of like. I don't know, I, I want to say, it, it I, I don't know, I spent three or $500 or something. I mean, it's over 10 years ago. So I got excited that even it, there's this big sign and there's attached all these different arrows. I'm getting the one arrow I want for this price. I'm getting another arrow for this price. And then here's this big, awesome sign, you know. And the thing is, is like you know, I I did it. I, I'm not much of a drinker, and I was back home, and I, my buddies had you know we had gone out or something, and I was just a smidge tipsy. I remember my buddy having to drive me all the way back out to where my mom and dad live, which was basically just far from where you know from in town. Okay, so. um I, I I I I bought this thing, and I I might have been a little you know a little under the influence, mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite thinking, or or maybe I was thinking you know too. I, I don't know. It was weird, and I woke up the next day, and and you know like went and was excited, you know like and and, and then it was like this moment where it was like, oh my god, what did I do? There's one of these moments somewhere mm-hmm. there, you know, where it was like, what did I just buy? What did I just get myself into? Because I got an email saying, hey. I mean, you, you do understand that this thing is 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 is, you know, it's this size. And I, and I went and looked at it, and it's like I remember talking to my dad, and saying, you know, it's like it's like thirty, it's like thirty feet tall, you know. And my dad was like, "You asshole, do do you even know what it takes to get us? Do you even know how sharp that thing is?" And he was kind of you know. <laughs> It's like mad at me. And I'm like, don't you worry about a thing. I'm my own person. I'm driving back out west, you know, starting to, you know, tomorrow. And I'll, I'll stop and get the thing. So, you know, here it was like this funny thing where it's like, say the sign. I remember the sign B was in Saint, it was, you know, by St. Louis. And I was like, well, I can go down to Chicago and then work my way out west or I can go all the way down to St. Louis. And it's just on the way, we'll it's just say. It's way. just on the way. It's <laughs> on the way. So I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go grab this thing. And I get this email that says, like, you know, this thing's pretty big, and how do you want to do it? So it's, like, from a sign company. So, you know, here's the thing is I get down there, and I'm all excited. Like, here's this, like, I'm going to have this thing for the rest of my life. You know, just the funny little parts of it, like, oh, right, you know, I get to have, you know, I get this cool arrow. I don't even know what they're going to do with this big giant sign part. You know, it's, like, it's, it's big. And then you're freaked out by that, and then you get up close to it, and you're realizing, like, oh, my gosh, like, this thing, I am way out of my league here, okay? So when I get down there, I go to this sign company and I kind of check in and say, yeah, you know, like, um, I, I bought the sign and I'm here to pick it up and what's that all entail? And the guy, you know, like, I remember it's just in pieces in the back, you know? Like, I didn't get to see it, like... I saw certain pieces I already taken down and then I drive and then he's like, oh, by the way, the thing is still up over here. You know, this Sunset Motor or whatever motor lodge, it's still up. Go take a look. So I drive over this thing and it's on this like, you know, big highway kind of thing. Four lane, five lane highway, um, with a middle turning lane. And and I pull into this little, you know, into this little uh, motor lodge and, and there it is, and the thing's big. And it's like, this thing is coming down to tonight or something. And I'm going to spend the night there. It's coming down today. I, I get to pick it up tomorrow. And I just realized in my Passat wagon, there's no way I'm going to get this thing out west. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, shit, you know, you know, whatever. And, and I, you know, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, they're going to be mad at me. But here's the deal. Um, you know, I paid 300 bucks for this thing. It went to someone. And now I have to go and fess up and say, there's just no way I can do it. And I think they just knew that the moment they saw me. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I go in to you know, this, uh, into this little motor lodge and there's a woman there from somewhere far away. She has a thick accent and I explain to her, it takes her a couple seconds to kind of, you know, like process, well, who is this? And I explain to her, I go, well, I'm the guy that bought the sign and, you know, I'm going to try to explain to her, like, oh, I just think these things are really cool and, like, this is such a piece of America and I'm going to try to do all this stuff and somewhere she thinks I must be, like, working for them or something and she pulled out this little folder and the folder had a big stack of paperwork and basically it was all the paperwork that was going to go into the building and the installation and the design of this new uh this the new sign they're going to put up and it was kind of like well oh they're putting up a new sign and she was like well do you want to see that or something to this effect so i see in front of me all these invoices and stuff and the invoices I'm seeing are like fifteen thousand dollars like it's a it's a lot of money it's a sign it's this big tall thing you have to turn it on there's mm-hmm. wiring There's stuff but I get to the page where it's the mock-up and just frankly it's just this really phoned in really shitty um, um, you know i mean first of all who who am i even to judge right who am i to say that i know what is good and what isn't bad but it was just in this this really fleeting moment where it was heartbreaking to me to be like oh my gosh this family i mean who knows where they're from maybe from like russia or i don't know where they were from but it was like there's this is what they're this is what they're handed like what what a bummer like 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 Sure. I mean, like, it was already, like, signed and, like, they were making it for these guys, you know. I saw it, like, in this, this sign shop when I was picking up the pieces later that day. And it just was this really weird moment that broke my kind of heart because it was like, we have this responsibility. We have this responsibility. Whether or not we're working for cool things or we're working for big things or we're working for uncool things, it is absolutely our job to do a good job because frankly what what just punched me in the face was you know that sign you're going to see it up forever Mm -hmm. so whatever goofy little thing i'm working on right now like right now i'm working on some graphics for this thing called rooster teeth and what it is it's this cool like video game and they make podcasts and kind of a media i don't don't know well i'm making these graphics but frankly the graphics i'm making for this thing like like it's only going to last so long you know and then it and it kind of goes away and then maybe they'll ask me back again but it's just sort of like up and down quality and then it, it's done right and here's the thing it's like i'm i'm there and i just it really made me angry because they, they kind of couldn't defend themselves and and then who's their advocate to kind of go back to the sign place and be like man do a little bit better job for them you know they didn't have that they just were handed what they were handed and it was done and it just it just made me mad and i and i drove out of there like you know a little miffed like like you know they just they deserve more they they you you paid the price like have a little bit of a cra- little bit of pride in your craft like you know the things i'm making today i'm nerding out over what a privilege to do any of this yeah. stuff but frankly if you're making a banner for someone and that's considered like, I, I mean, I don't know if I talked to the, I might've talked to the kid when I went in and like, you know, picked up, the, did the paper. I remember someone running my card, which was like the fee to take the thing down. It was like my MasterCard, and I had to like, it was a, there's a fee to like take down the sign or something. And I had never have my card, you know, like, you know, uh, swiped. And when I talked to that kid, I was kind of asking like, well, well who designed this thing? And this is after I, I had to go back. I didn't say anything. I didn't get anyone's fee face nothing like that well what i did was i my buddy was going to try to do a documentary about me and that's one of the first times i've ever had anyone really interested in like what i do and and like you know like hey we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna you know it's gonna be like the premise of his documentary i mean was that you know no one else in town had the time all of a sudden so you might as well just you know waste the you know you know sort of Try it on me because no one else has the time. And I'm like, well, sure, come over. Let's, let's run a little bit of, you know, put the camera on me. Let's see how it feels. Well, one of the rants I went on was about this story and about this sign. And, you know, nothing kind of came of it. You know, like my buddy, the, the, this thing wasn't really happening and, and blah, blah, blah. And then he put it up somewhere. And we just kind of put it up for fun, you know, for our friends to see. Because he wasn't going to quite make the documentary. We put this thing up. And then it goes nuts, mm-hmm. and then it goes nuts, and it starts getting like some traction. And then you're starting to have people contact me and start saying things like, "Well, do you want to go on the record? You know, because you kind of fought this thing back. Do you want to go on the record talking about this?" And it was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like that's everywhere in America. That's not just you know, uh, uh, you know, Sedalia, Missouri that is everywhere you know this stuff i mean as a person who loves old signs and things and stuff you know it, it, it's 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 not any big revelation that there's just kind of crappy work out there polluting the you know the sort of countryside
0: everywhere you go that, and th- that was 2007 or 8 or 10 yeah, or it was or it was about at yeah. least 10 years ago do do you think yeah. we're still in the same position or have things changed
1: Oh, I don't know if they, I mean, what, what good would I have done? I mean, I've, I've, I've reached a lot of people with my little rant. I don't, do I think things have changed? I don't know, but I, I'll just say this much. It's like, I have a profound respect for those who really look at the communities that are around and say, yeah, this is the right way to do this. And, and here's the right reason and it should look like this and let's be respectful of these people you know of, 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 of them working and and you know um, uh, selling this product and things I don't know I just have a respect for people who are thinking about that because in that moment what I realized was like these people that were making the sign they just weren't thinking about it but the, the things that was this is like a little motor lodge you pull in there's probably 12 units right and when you run into this thing it's like what is their charm? Like, a hundred yards down the road, there's a Hampton Inn the size of a football stadium. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then here's their little thing. It's like, what is the charm? All the charm has just been, all the juice has just been squeezed out of this thing. It just looks like, it's just this chumpy sign and it could have just stayed a relic. It could have, because maybe that's the best angle. And it pissed me off. You know, it pissed me off because, you know, one of my jobs as someone who comes in to do a logo for someone is to kind of say like, well, wait a second, before we go and trash this thing, maybe there's something, there's some good moves to be had. Yeah, Yeah. there's some good, you know, there's just some, like, let's just pump the brakes just a little tiny bit before and and see, you know, like, why are we going to be simple? Because all it needs to be is simple. Yeah. Why are we going to be complex? Because everything else we've done is simple. And it's da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, and you're just kind of like, you know, in this moment where it was like, man, I just would have... I would have really like went and and took at least took a look at least a block around me, you know, one block around me to say, well, look at what, how are these guys going to compete? And what is the best way for them to compete? And what do they have going for them? What don't they have going for them? And then why is it going to now look just kind of like this, like kind of forgettable thing. And, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, it was about responsibility, mainly. Like, you know... Design is important. They,
0: Design is important. And yeah. we all have a responsibility to make sure that it gets executed. Take pride is what you're saying from what I can... From what I hear. Just do the job do and think job. about who's
1: going to, you know... Who, who's going to be, like, playing with it. Who's going to be looking at it. And and be a good little citizen, I guess.
0: Yeah. Let, let's go back to um, the early 70s. So you were born and raised in Michigan, right? Um have have you always had an interest in typography like what 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 are like your earliest memories of you know cool looking things of design were they in Michigan
1: yeah, well, I I think I remember. You know, Yvonne, how old are you?
0: <laughs> I'm two years younger or three years younger than you are. So we're I'm like 76, okay. and I think you're 74 okay. or 73 or yeah, something so, like that.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm 45. So I mean, it's just weird as we get old. But you know, I think back to like I, I want to tell you things that you would remember, but you would absolutely remember. I totally would.
0: Boxes. Oh yeah. So,
1: so so that was something premium that I remember. You know, we didn't have a lot of. You know, but that was something. Really, really premium that got me excited because it was just this sort of thing where it was like, we didn't have a lot of these things. I remember my dad like saying that these are really, they're from like, you know, it's like Denmark or somewhere far away, you know, and it was like, it was just this thing where it was like, um, I knew that they were special and and I knew that you had to kind of savor them you know and I knew that you know you couldn't just like just trash the boxes and stuff because this stuff was like you know you know my parents just couldn't load us all up on a ton of it you just got this sense when you held the package that it was like this kind of special thing and that's One of the first times when I I just understood, like, you know, this was like there was... It did not feel like my other toys, which would have been what? Star Wars and, you know, things and, you know, whatever those things were. It just felt a little bit, you know, it it reminded me, just the packaging even. It reminded me of when my mom and dad would go get these um, kind of modern um, uh, dance, it was called. And they were like like Danish um, cups. Yeah. And and, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and it was all out of the yeah, you know, Heller, Vignelli, these names, these yeah, things. I'm yeah, probably yeah. murdering it. But we had a couple of those laying around and, and I just I those were splurges from my mom and dad, you know. They were splurges from my mom and dad to like have this nice, kind of well designed, you know, modern um um you know uh you know not necessarily furniture, but just cups and things and plates and stuff, and it had this really interesting utilitarian quality. It was just a cup. this is how your hand held it, it was plastic, it was bright, and I loved that stuff and there was that felt like a Lego to me, you know, so I just remember those things as splurges. I remember what my grandmother's china or my plates and things looked like. I remember what all that stuff looked like, and it felt like that of a Polish you know. Like an older lady, an older Polish lady. It felt like that. It, yeah. That's what it. That's what yeah. it, it smelled like that. And here is, you know, my mom and dad had a lot of oak and a lot of um, stuff. But it's like they also had these little moments of this sort of like um, modernism, right? And and when you go all the way back, it's like that's just kind of where it started. Like really, the first time I remember being appreciative or or sort of like cognizant of helvetica was on the side of the space shuttle yes because it felt like my lego boxes yes and it felt like this like system it felt like this system instead of this one-off thing it felt like it could have like there could have been a hundred of them or something and that's Mm -hmm. you know i mean you're a little kid so i i always nerded out on that stuff but i remember when i started to got you know i started to get to like whatever age it was where I started to make my own little typefaces, I would, you know, I would draw these things and 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 play with these things. Letroset? Did you and, ever
0: use Letroset?
1: Well, I saw it from a distance with a couple of my cousins. I saw it with it from a distance from a buddy of mine whose dad was a uh, an architect, and I, you know, I got to see it there. We weren't really allowed to touch anything. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, like, don't touch this stuff. But I understood what it was for. I understood that it was like, you know, this thing that, like, you know, you would, you know trees and things. This guy was an architect, you know, so he's building all these pieces. And I remember seeing that stuff. So just, you know, there's a, you know, kind of a quality of like at a young, young age, you know, from my uncle who was a bit of an engineer and my cousin, Tom, Tommy, um, Draplin, who was, you know, um, he was an artist who was going to art school in New York city. And I just remember this sort of like, like his art supplies just felt like the real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just felt like the real deal. Like my stuff was from a rural community up in northern Michigan. And it didn't his stuff felt like you could tell it was from a city, you know? And and my stuff felt like this is what you could get at, you know, well, there's a place in my town called Myers. And Myers would be kind of like a target, you know? Myers Thrifty Acres. I knew where my stuff was from. That was what we had. And then, you know, when I was around him, you know, I remember wanting to play with his sketchbooks and stuff, and I was like a little kid. You know, you can't yeah. touch that no. stuff, you know, and here is, you know, it was just like all those tools, all those pieces, all that stuff. That's when it really started for me. You know, it started yeah. it was like, wow, I'm around. You know, like the just the drawing board, the drawing board that my 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 buddy Tom, his dad's name was was John Pro. Tom Pro was my buddy. I went to high school with him, and you know, you know, middle school with this guy, and his dad was like this architect, and he could draw, and just the his handwriting was so incredible, right? You know, this kind of thing, and it's like I just remember that stuff, and I remember it being like this kind of like it felt like this exotic thing. I was just telling a story to a, day, a, a guy the other day who was, we were kind of talking about, like, how New York has changed. Mm. And this guy had lived there for a lot of years, right? A lot of years. Like, he, you know, he kind of he left. He kind of came back to whatever it was going to be. He kind of, You know, he, he came to Portland. And I told him, I said, you know, the first time I went there, my cousin Tom, he took me to Pearl Paint. And he's like, oh, Pearl Paint. And Pearl Paint was this, just this incredible art store, three stories of it, on, right on Canal. And here I am, this young kid, and, you know, you go to Canal where it's like a place of the world. Like, you know, you just you can get anything. You get you know, shitty jewelry. You can get fake purses. It's just this commerce quality, like, you're, you know, around people that might rip you off. It's exciting. You're seeing scarves and dumb things and tourist trinkets and junk and things. And I remember it just being exciting. And then here's this a couple blocks away, Pearl Paint. And I, I went there as a kid who didn't have a lot of money. And that day I dropped like 600 bucks. I bought like markers and things and stuff because I just really felt like, well, this is the only place in the world you're going to get this stuff. This is the only place, right? And like what we were talking about, I was like, what a bummer. What a bummer that that changed. That like, yeah, you go on Amazon, you know, and, and that's the only place you can get it. And I remember, you know, like being there in Canal, you know, with my cousin Tom, who I always have looked up to. And going i've arrived mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm within striking distance of the cool stuff you know i was you know getting ready to go back to art school in minneapolis and i you know i you know I, there was something it was called the art cellar i think it was you know at the uh, in minneapolis there and uh they had all the cool supplies there too you know yeah. i just come from a small community where yeah. it's like you don't know that like all that shit's just a couple towns away yeah yeah you know?
0: So you, you'd started your associate's degree at Northwestern Michigan College, and then you went out to work, but then you came to Minneapolis after you'd already started work. So what, what drew you to MCAD? You just mentioned MCAD. That's the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. Well, why here, Aaron?
1: Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, they were nice, number one. But, uh. but here's the thing. It's like I, when I moved out west as a kid... It wasn't necessarily to go work. It was to go and be a snowboarder with my buddies, right? So so it was out of Northwestern Community College. I had an associate's degree. That was basically, you know, I learned the basics of design, but it was a lot of it was like to kind of placate my mom and dad, if Mm, that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. this was like I could not leave and not have them with their blessing. You know, we were going all the way out west. It was kind of like a long way to go and i you know it's kind of a midwestern thing but i had to have their blessing mm-hmm. I, it couldn't be this thing where i'm just kind of like "Willie, just kind of going for it although i saw a lot of guys do that i just knew better like no no no, i'm gonna i might need their help you know whatever i need their blessing so that's where that all started was i, I you know i went out west with all my buddies we go all the way out to oregon and it's totally, you know, totally awesome. I guess it was, you know, something that, you know, a young kid would say. It was just incredible. We were these young kids. But after a bunch of winters of, you know, kind of Peter Panning it and living out west and going crazy, you know, all over the west, it was incredible. What an incredible, you know, way to cut your teeth as a young kid. I just started to realize, like, in that little town, I was into design. And I realized, like, like there's a, there's only so far I'm going to go. There's only so far, and it's not this kind of thing. Like it's all who you know. No, everything you gotta put it in.
0: You work. The harder you work, yeah. The
1: harder you work, the 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 farther you're gonna get, Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing: I just really, not in a sad way. I just realized like this isn't gonna happen for me here, and the only way it's gonna happen is if I go back. You know, where I'm from, it's a privilege to go to art school. Mm -hmm. It's a privilege to go to any school. And I knew that painfully clearly because, you know, we just didn't have a lot of that opportunity. I was lucky as hell just to go, just to go to, um, you know, community college. Like My mom and dad just didn't have that opportunity. You know to go to community college so I knew clearly like this is my shot I'm gonna do this I'm gonna get this part out of the way and then I'll go out west with my buddies. so I did that right when it was my turn to go back you know you are excited you are this I was this you know young guy I, I, I there, there's no I, I did not have the funds for it and when I went back you know I was terrified to go even into like you know like um well you know these art schools and stuff because I just knew that I didn't have the money. And then here, I'm going to be back there. And it's, it's going to be embarrassing. And I'm gonna be told, you know, you kind of can't come and do this or something. So the first one I went to was I went to um, the Minneapolis College. or sorry, I went to University of Michigan, because I'm in Michigan. And I go over to this thing. And I'm all excited. Like, you know, this is this is the University of Michigan. This is this prestigious place. My dad is a you know fan of the football team this is where you go when you make it if you're one of the lucky ones to go and i went there and i pulled i, I you know, pulled my portfolio out showed all my stuff and 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 i remember the, the 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 guy said something to me like well we're kind of a cerebral school
0: what like does that really mean cel-
1: <laughs> well i was like well did, 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 you know i remember thinking like well fuck did i do something wrong you know what, what did i do wrong you know, and I don't, you know, he was, you know, he was basically just kind of saying to me, like, you know, like, um, our program is just this, okay, whatever that meant, and I just kind of was like, okay. So then I went over to Kendall School of Art and Design which is in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it looked awesome. It was an art school. You have to apply, you have to do all this kind of stuff. And I was terrified and I was excited and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to turn this sort of like I'm going to turn this around for myself. I'm going to go start doing these things and I'm going to see what this is like to be a part of this stuff because you know, where I was out west, the one common denominator when you would meet guys who had these cool jobs, you know, from skate, you know, and snowboarding or whatever I was trying to get myself into, was you realize they all went to art school. They all went to school. They all went, and I had an associate's degree, but I had this hole in me that said, well, you haven't done this yet, Mm. and you're going to need to go do this, Mm -hmm. because otherwise, how? you know, whatever. So I had this hole in me, because where I'm from, if you're one of the lucky ones to be able to go and achieve that, well, you're one of the lucky ones. So I I knew I had to go do it. I, I thought you kind of had to go do that you know like that's the only way you're going to get this thing going so i started looking when i'm at you know this kendall school the guy says to he looks at all my stuff i'm all freaked out and the guy says i gotta be honest with you um i don't know if i'd even want you to go here i'm gonna push you up the food chain are you going through Chicago? Well, yeah. I, I didn't have, you know, he says, well, I want you to go to the Chicago Art Institute. I want you to go I want you to go see what they have because you might be challenged more there. I mean, this is what he told me. And I'm just like, whoa, all right, all right, you know. And I didn't, I, I drove through Chicago because I didn't have an appointment. I couldn't squeeze in. It was on a Saturday or something. or something, I don't know, whatever it was. By Monday, I get up to, to you know, um, up to Milwaukee. And that Monday morning, I go to um at my ad is what it was called, you know, Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Mm-hmm. And I go into there, I'm excited, it's like this, it's just a specific place. It's all art. It's an art school. It's just like Kendall. Now, you know, whereas U of M was this big thing. Here's the deal. The woman was mean to me. She was just mean.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That kind of like, you're not listening to you and I'm all excited. I'm asking a thousand questions. What does this look like? And she just was miffed. Maybe she was having a bad day, but I'll just never forget it. She was just mean. Whoever this person was, she was just kind of mean to me and wasn't interested. And I remember asking for a catalog and it was like, you know, she gave me one, but there was like a bit of a flip to it. Like, you know, and I just left there just kind of going. What the F? Well, just just kind of mean. Like, okay, next stop is Minneapolis. I get up there and this woman named Re- Becky Haas was so nice to me, saw my work, saw what I had going on. Like, I didn't even, I don't think I even got to show it in, in Milwaukee, but I got to show my work up there and explain my situation. on this kid out west. I want to come back to school. I don't think I can afford it. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I, you know, am I, am I too late? I'm 24 years old. This, she was so nice to me. And then she let me go and like walk all around the school she let me go and, like, you know, like, meet a couple of professors. And one guy, you know, he was a little prickly. You know, he was a little full of himself. He was riding high on, like, don't you know who I am kind of shit. And I don't need to name his name. But uh, all these years later, well, I don't know. You know, well, I hope he had a good life. But anyway, the guy was just kind of a dick. And I remember being like, you know what? I get to make this anything I want. I'm yeah. in Minneapolis. My heroes are from there. These bands chuck anderson is there yeah this hero of mine you know like you know graphic design hero and i want to be a part of this and how do i get to be a part of this well they were just cool and basically that was it I, i i put in i got this big funny um whatchamacallit this uh you know application and i put my you know i i uh I filled it all out, like just really meticulously. I was so excited. that They were even considering me. This is the way it felt for me. I was like they're even just even, it was like a, it was like an honor to even be in like striking distance. Mm-hmm. And I go back out West and I have another winner and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting on this call. And it was, um, you know, I got a call a couple months later. I was in Telluride and basically I was awarded a pretty sizable scholarship is what it was and it was $36,000 wow. i remember just being like i don't what is what does $36,000 mean like the most i'd ever made up to that point was working in alaska and it was on a you know a sightseeing train And the most I remain was 15,000 bucks a year. So here's $36,000. How do I get to use this? Well, you get to play, you know, you get to, if you go here for four years, it's $9,000 per year. Or if you go here for two years, you know, it's something like, you know, like 18, whatever it was, I got this big, awesome scholarship. And that allowed me to go. Right. And then I took out some loans to cover, you know, the rest and other Mm -hmm. things, you know, the rest and went and did this thing. My mom and dad, my mom paid my rent, which was about, you know, four or five hundred bucks a month, three or four hundred bucks a month for my share of rent wherever I was living. Um, And it was this thing. And I absolutely fell in love with Minneapolis I just fell in love with the city I fell in love with the style I fell in love with the accents <laughs> I fell in love with like the gritty quality of it yes the Walker Art Center was this incredible thing because it was like the highest of the high it felt like to me it mm-hmm. was like really kind of high like I went there before school even started because that's just like a museum you go to right and they, they were known for design or something and then I remember when I was in school they would you would go to these things and it was kind of like you had to like kind of pull teeth to get kids to go over there, and I remember just being like, "Wait a second! Like, I was just paying for this, not you know, just a, a, a when I you know got into town, I was like exploring town. So, you know, it, it was just this inch, this instant like 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 excitement to be close to all these things, you know, because not only did design, you know, the 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 design community the community was really exciting to me, but there was also like this like ferocious kind of like, you know, like you didn't have to be cool. Or something. It was like okay just to be kind of a regular designer or a regular person there. And it was really exciting to me that, like, dare I say blue collar, but there was this sensibility of like some of the stuff they we're even teaching at the Walker, that's just for the luckiest of the lucky.
0: It's a great place there's to like live. That, it's a really great place just, to live here.
1: I mean, there's just, you know, there was like funding for the mm-hmm. arts. There was like all mm-hmm. these positives. And where, you know, in my travels, I would hear, things to the contrary yeah we just don't have a lot of that here but we're fighting back this way and it was always this like they're holding us down kind of shit and when i got to minneapolis it was like this is no excuse like this place is colder than all hell for sure (laughs) yes it is you know and i remember well i remember getting there and it was like i was in late august and it was hot and sweaty and i was just like oh man i've been up in alaska where it doesn't go past 70 degrees Mm -hmm. you know yeah and now here i am in this place where it's like it's kind of sweaty. I was a little freaked out, but I just dove right into school, and I did it in about two and a half years. And then, then I had a big four year degree, and then I went um, back out west and started to work.
0: And you worked for a couple of other agencies. You worked on big projects. What I'm what I'm interested to know is why did you start Draplin Design Company? What was the What was the like? When did you know this was the thing you were going to do? You go out on your own. You leave the safety of a regular paycheck. Are you insane?
1: Well, you, you, I mean, I, no, no, because um, you know you, you're you're hitting on all the things that would have like kind of held me back, you know, and that is as, as what I call always say as a good Midwesterner, I knew better. I knew better than just jumping out because it was like this thing, like oh, I'm gonna go do this. Well, first of all, what's at the end of that little rainbow? You know, freedom, creative freedom, more money, more this more of that, more you know, all this kind of stuff. And it was like, well, whoa, 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 why would I even go do this? Well, here's what it was. I mean, it's just as simple as this. It was like, you know, I was in this situation where I was like, I was working for like a really cool place and they were, they did an incredible work, but it was just like, I was in there on my own using the space of the place a lot. Like I would make these like postcard sets with my Goko machine and I was realizing it was like, man, my drive and my work ethic—it is considerably different than some of my colleagues here. Like it, they're just okay with going home at five o'clock every day and just kind of being being cool with it, you know. And I, I just looked at it, it was like, well, first of all, just to, just, to, uh, just to just just to uh, just to be close to all of this—it wasn't enough for me from nine to five it wasn't enough for me i got i got out of my job job where we were working on client stuff and then i would work on my own projects like all night like you know and, and here's the thing it's like well i was on my own i didn't you know i you know i i had a girlfriend i didn't have a girlfriend whatever but i had this drive to do this because i just knew where i'm from it is non-negotiable you have got to make your own way it is it isn't negotiable like there's there's
0: no nothing's guaranteed um,
1: well, here's the deal. There's, I, I, don't, I didn't get to go back to my mom and dad and say this didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had to go back to them and say, you know, like, this is getting kind of rough. I'm doing my best to handle, you know, you know do this and do that. But it wasn't this thing where I, I didn't have any parachute to kind of catch me. I had to go make it work. So I'm in this situation where, like, I'm seeing myself like I'm working late. I'm all right with it. I'm being a good worker. I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know, perform and all that kind of stuff. And then it started to get freaky and it was like, and the freakiness was like, well, wait a second, like, like, um, why, why, you know, why, why are we working so much? You know, I'm not getting any more money for that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just what you do. And I, I was one of the guys that would stay late. I would stay late thinking, well, this is what you do. This is what you do. You don't rock the boat. Right. You, 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 you stay late. You 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 be a good worker, and then you get a raise, and then you get one of these, and then you get a I don't know, you get to travel more, and I was I was already getting to go on projects and stuff because either they liked what I was doing, or they could see that I could kind of handle it, or I was this young guy who was ready to go you know fight the fight and all that stuff, and then I just realized it's like man, you know I remember when I put my month in there, I you know it was just kind of like. They offered me more cash to stay.
0: Yeah, that doesn't it's work. Just that, that just makes it worse. Well,
1: I'm, well, I was like, well, where the hell was that shit a month yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. I was in here working, working all the time, mm-hmm. and and then and then you get resentment, and it was like, well, I'm not there to fight anyone. I'm there to do my job, and uh, we're you know we're spending time playing, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm do. I'm doing my very best to watch my language on
0: this. <laughs> th- I it's so okay. hard. Oh it's my okay. god! I you be go. yourself Aaron. it's go. all good. I want
1: it. Well, then here it goes. The first f word. Here it comes. Flugelhorn. No. <laughs> no. Well. Well. You know. Whatever. Like I'm. 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 I'm fighting hard not to be like. You know. I don't know. I was just doing my job, and then I just saw it, like the writing on the wall. It's like I have this energy.
0: Got to harness and it, man.
1: Well, I, this guy pulled me aside and he said, he said, um, hey man, just so you know, just so you know, you've got what it takes. And I said, what, are you, what are you talking about? You know? And he said, you've got what it takes, man. You know, you've got, um, look at the hours you're putting in here. You know, why are you in here so long? And I was like, well, because I'm, um, uh, I'm doing this, um, uh, doing that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go and just use the facilities, you know, I remember being able to I had my guitar and an amp in there. And that means I could crank that shit so loud and just blow the roof off the place. And I, I could not do that at my, you know, at my apartment. I couldn't do that I would have pissed the people off below me and above me or whatever it was. And I remember even that was a privilege to be like, wow, man, these guys can have their own parties and their own stuff. And it's awesome. And all this. And that's when I, you know, it was just kind of like. I want the freedoms of of all this stuff on my own terms, uh, from my own hand. And this guy was like, you know, you put, I, you've already proven to me that you're going to put the time in. Go do it, go do it. And I did, and I jumped out, and it was scary, yes. you know. But I had I had a couple people saying to me things like, "Hey, man, just so you know, like, like." Like, we, we've we got some work for you if you're willing to take this from us. You know, and it was like, are you kidding me? Like, I am scared. How am I going to make a living? I remember telling my mom and dad, I bought a house and I'm moving, you know, I'm moving into this house and I'm
0: quitting my job. And my mom and dad were just like. Are you insane? <laughs> they were
1: pissed. They were pissed. Oh, they I were bet. like, is that the best decision? You know, my mom was, my mom has always been an incredible sounding board for me always been, you know, like always been someone I can go to and say, you know, my dad was a little more just kind of like, just go for it, you know, but my mom was always like really pragmatic and like, well, let's just think this through. She, you know, we would do like checks and, you know, like make, make, you know, make a list and say like, what what are the, what are the, you know, what are are the pluses and negatives of this, of this decision you're going to make before you go racing out West? Let's think about this just a little bit. Right. My mom was always that for me and it taught me you know just to kind of like you know try to think through the cause and effect what happens if I do this and what's that going to be and what's my money like cuz I couldn't really go to them and say like you know I'm in trouble no it was only it was only me making this decision you know really um and i we, I, I i jumped out and then that first year i tripled my wage good for you
0: that's so awesome yeah. what a and you haven't looked back. It's been fifteen years. You've done an incredible. Well, I'm never going back. Never, never. going back. Yeah. Never. So so many speaking fiascos all over the world. It's. Um, I would say that you could you could classify this company as a success. I, I, I think I, I I'm going to so. go out on a limb. So. <laughs> well, I'm
1: not. I'm. I'm. I, I'm, I don't. I don't want to be superstitious but for the second quarter, the second quarter of 2019, it is going to be a motherfucker. Well, you know, I'm just it is it's awesome. So here's the thing, it's like you know, what I understood clearly when I got out, clearly is if this thing doesn't go well, I can go get a job. I'll go get a job. Yeah. I know how to be a worker. Yeah. I know how to be a good employee and citizen and and do my job and 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 not you know, take it on the chin and be with clients. And I knew I could do all that stuff. I'd already proven that to myself. But this thing was like, let me see what I can do on my own. If it doesn't go well, I can always go back. Well, it went well.
0: It's gone now, well. I'm just proud to say it, you it, sh- went, it went really well. You should, I mean, you should you know. be very proud. I, I was um, recently in, in London, and my wife and I are walking through the Conran shop. You know the Conran shop. And I'm looking at stuff and picking things up and I get to the stationary uh, section of the store and I see something that I think I recognize and I look at it and I pick it up and it's field notes. I'm like, field yeah. notes? That's draplin. What is that doing yeah. here? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So so what's the story behind field notes? I mean, every, everybody makes a notebook, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But so, I, I think so how did you know, how did that yeah.
0: start? How did Field Notes start?
1: Well, it, when it comes to, I mean, that place I was talking about is this incredible place I got to work for called Cinco Design, and they're still an an awesome shop here in town. I don't want to ever feel like I'm like, it just was my time to. I mean, those guys who I worked for, they went on their own too, you know. And it's like it was my time to go try it. When I worked at this Cinco, that's where I made my first Field Notes, and it was just as simple. It was just as simple as like, as like, um, here I am in this place, and here I am in this like. You know, th- we have these resources, and I'm going to make my own book. Like I always was using little, little notebooks and stuff, right? And I went to, you know, I went to Italy a couple years after getting out of there, and I bought my first set of mole or something, right? Yeah, right? yeah. And then you know, here I am in this place where it's like, I made my first field note in extracurricular activities at this place, this Cinco Design. Like when everyone's out of there, I'm in there dinking around with all my own stuff, right? And, you know, it was like, you know, the the freedom to, to say, you know, I just like to make stuff. I mean, art school taught me how to make my own stuff, you know, like make your own paper, make your own uh, binding, mm-hmm. put the thing together on mm-hmm. its own, not like you know, no one else is going to like, you know, like – it really created a monster because it was like, wow, you know, you can do all this stuff on your own for yourself. This is cool. And, and, and never, ever, never, never, ever forget that, you know, this kind of thing. So I made my first ones, you know, in a late night session at this Cinco I'm in there working, I'm doing my stuff, I'm doing my things. And I, you know, I made enough just for like for my own, you know, like, like I made one. I just screen printed one, and I remember people asking, "What are those things?" Ah, you know, it's just when you're out, when you you know we're sitting there taking notes in a client meeting, you know, and it's like, well, you think about it, you know, you use these things in a way where it's like, um, you know, to to chart what we do, and they're they're kind of field notes within this sort of this, this realm of you know like us taking uh, listening and stuff, so. This is where this kind of starts. It's like, you know, I I just kind of made my own, you know, and and then a couple of years later, I need some more. And I I hand screen. I'm on my own now. And I, I hand screen print, you know, another 200 of these things. And then I give a couple to friends. And then I give a couple to this guy named Jim Kudal, who I was a fan of in Chicago. And, you know, Jim kind of flips out. He's like, you know, what is this stuff? Like, who made this? You know, he's kind of confused. And I said, well, it's me. You know, I, I made it, you know, and this is this little thing, I, have this little project I've been working on and, and I don't really know what it's for and all that kind of stuff. And he, you know, he kind of says, you know, do, do you know what you have here? And I just kind of with my tail between my legs, I said, well, I, I don't know what I have. Tell me, you know, and he we, we kind of shake hands on it and we start to we get this thing going. And before I know it, we have a company. And we have people interested and we have people wanting to write about it. And it was like this time right when, you know, the iPhone is like really taking off. And yet it's kind of a prickly thing because it's like, you know, people are realizing like there's like, you know, there's going to be this detriment to how much time we're spending on our phones. Mm -hmm. So it's like this, there's a bit of a cultural um, timing to this stuff where it's like, you know, wow, you know, we're lucky that like, you know, people are sort of reacting to this stuff and seeing that like, This is going to be kind of freaky how much time we're spending on these machines and things. So here is paper. It's this fun, refreshing thing to use. It's not this, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you know, we hit something, and, you know, that's where, I mean, I just couldn't find ones that I liked. So I made my own. It's just as simple as that. I couldn't find ones I liked, and I made my own. And out of that, you know, came a company. And out of that came, you know, this thing that, like, all these years later, like, you know, I I joke that like Jim gave me life. Well, Jim gave me life. I will always be thankful for what you know what he saw, you know, in me or something, and saw in this you know in this product, and uh, you know gave me that much more freedom just to say it's okay to make this stuff. Like I learned that kind of from art school. You know, it was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait for other people to tell me something is or isn't. I'm just gonna go do it. And that all really goes back to like skateboard world and stuff you know just not not, not quite
0: knowing any better and just kind of just kinda do going it. For it what's uh what's yeah. your role in the company these days
1: well i am you know I'm, I, I own half of it you know and and what they do is though you know the you know jim you know it's jim it's jim and all gym. Brian. there's a whole there's a whole crew of people i mean it's art you director you're
0: you're you're oh, still yeah. designing for it you're still participating yeah. in it it's not like this yeah, is something you know,
1: yeah yeah Oh yeah, I mean it's. I mean you know it it pains me not to be there on the front lines with those guys every two minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in Portland. They're in Chicago. They're shipping orders all the time. Stuff is going out. Stuff is going crazy. It's going awesome. And yet, you know, I I trust them with my entire entire life. You know, like there is none of this. Like oh, it's you know like those guys make really really beautiful decisions you know, and, and I, 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 sometimes I'm right there as part of it. Other times I am disconnected. I'm out here and it's basically Jim just sort of guiding me and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, 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 let's just, you know, I need you for this. All right. Tell me what I got to do. And he'll just let me know, you know, this is what I need you to do now. And you've got a day to do it. Go, you know, and then I'm off and running.
0: Which one's, which one's in your pocket right now?
1: What am I using right now? I'm actually using a snow blind. It was called snow blind. If you take it outside this thing, and this was from 2015, but if you take it outside, it's white white cover. You take it outside. It's got some ink, something on that stuff that will turn bright blue when the sun hits. It. Oh. And it was like a, it was like a winter edition and they were awesome. And I'm using one of those right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't quite talk about the next one I'm using because that's a bit of a prototype. Got it. That one's coming real soon here. But, you know, this has just been...
0: They're beautiful, Aaron. I, I just love Thank seeing you. them. and it's been and cool. it's cool. I love the uh, different editions that you have. I think I like the one that has the spacecraft on it the most. What's it called? Three missions? Oh, yeah missions three missions yeah
1: yeah 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 there was i mean there's been now when i talk to jim and this is always like a bit of like always feel a little bad but i'm starting to forget the names oh. there's so many of them you know, i forget the name there's just so That's many okay. you know, it's always, okay. well yeah i mean we're always coming up with new stuff i love these guys i am in awe of the thinking and the films the films are just incredible on their own that promote these things every time you know, these things come flying out of the gates we have these cool little films these guys make i mean these guys are filmmakers i'm not a filmmaker you know what i mean i'm not i'm not a i'm not a filmmaker i'm i'm a graphic designer who's in awe of a couple you know filmmakers and it's like you know the, the they're just they're just constantly just blowing my mind
0: yeah i and agree I get to be
1: a fan yeah and then i get to be you know i get to be this like weirdo who's like you know like <laughs> well, sometimes responsible for some of this stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's days where, you know, know, my role is like, Jim will just call me up and be like, hey, man, I need this now. Now. Like, you only get a day to do it. I don't care if you're on the road or whatever you're doing. He's very good about that. He knows what an animal I am and all that stuff. will You know, well, he's just really good about it, you know, and then he'll tell me, you know, this is the time that you have to do this, and we'll see something soon, buddy. You know, and it's like, all right, and then I know... That like Jim is like directing me. And that's no different when it's Michelle. Or Brian, or I just out. understand that these guys it's have beautiful. got me. You know, just a beautiful product, and,
0: yeah, it's a beautiful product. Yeah, I, yeah, I, have, I have one yeah. more thing I want to talk about, and then I'm, and then I'm going to let you go. Um, and I, I think I, I think I've at least saved my favorite for last. Um, so you've done some work for our government. The you know the Obama administration tapped you a while back, and you recently started working with the Postal Service. Um, and the thing that I saw, yeah. the thing that I saw that I absolutely fell in love with was the new Star Ribbon USA Forever Stamp. And um, okay. I believe it's coming out very soon here at the end of March. It's beautiful. I looked at it. I, I saw it without you mentioning it. And I knew that it was familiar. It looked like something you made. At least I thought it did. There's um, cool. there's just some, There's so much to unpack here. I First of all, first of all, congratulations. This is like a designer of the... USA forever stamp. It's literally going to be around forever. How, how does that feel?
1: Oh, man. Well, this is... I mean, if you... People... I, you know, I'm, I'm on podcasts and stuff, right? So thank you for having me. And I mean, I, sure. I'm lucky to do these things. Yeah. And yet... People will say to me, well, what are your dream jobs? Like, who do you want to work for? Because, you know, maybe, you know, so-and-so from, you know, like, let's see, some band. Like, who do I really want to work for? I don't know.
0: The, the Flaming Lips. Yeah. Right? Well, I, coin. I, I, well, I, Wayne I, Coin. Wait, yeah. work for Wayne <laughs> well, Coin. Well, I would love to. But, <laughs> yes. I, I
1: mean, I know their art director and we're kind of buds. You know, when I go through Oklahoma City now, I'll I'll, I'll kind of dial them up and we'll go have a piece of pizza or whatever yeah. it's going to be. Well, and I, I've kind of been able to see, you know, kind of like how the sausage is made there, right? Well, that is something that comes right to mind when you say, what is a a dream client? Well, I would love to work for the Flaming Lips, but that one that has always been on my plate, you know, just to say, I want to make a stamp. Who gets to make a stamp? You know, and well, if you look, you know, there's different people that have done it and stuff. And how do you even get involved? Do they have to tap you? Do you have to, you know, what are all, what are the politics of this stuff? And how do I get to go be one of those people that do this? So... You know, the answer is I still don't really know, (laughs) but that frankly, frankly was one of the dream jobs that I had where it was like, I want to do one of these for not just, you know, the the design nerdery of it, but I want to do it for America, man. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. It's like, because, you know, to get, you know, a little weird for a second, what I love so much about stamps, it is a clear democratization of design. Absolutely. That means everyone gets to use a stamp. And sometimes it's only those who can afford it. And I'm just not feeling that shit, you know? I like the idea that, like, you know, like, that anyone can afford these things, you know? And it's not just those from, like, a, you know, from a museum or something. It's, like, people need stamps because they just need stamps, you know? And there's just something so cool about that. And, you know, here is all, you know... I, I, you know, it's it's no different with a street sign. Like people need street signs. You know, they need those things to like everyone gets to use a street sign. And in some respects, that's design also. Yes. So I knew that stamps were just like this. Like there was like this democratization of graphic design there. You know, and I was excited about that. And. I saw a couple come down the pipe. I saw, you know, Jessica Hish do one. I saw the guys, you know, like uh, my friends uh, uh, Tyler and Elsa from uh, Always With Honor here in Portland, Oregon. They did this Coastal Bird Series, and I was emotional when I saw it because it was just like, I know these kids. So this is – like whether or not I got to do it, I was so proud for them because they got to make something for America, not just – You know, not just this, you know, neat coastal birds thing, which, you know, actually was really like kind of a hard thing to work on. It took a long time and they were, I don't, you know, you get to hear some of these stories. Well, I was just absolutely blown away. And, and then I was like, well, I I sure do want to do, I want to do one, but we'll just see what happens. So I would, you know, I would mock things up on my own and just play with it yeah, and and then just kind of say, well, you know, someday I'll get the call, you know, whatever, And then I got a call and you know, what does it feel like? Well, I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little emotional about it, honestly, because I know it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And you, you know, to everyone who's listening, you know, the thing is, is like, I just was okay with being a worker who was just going to go work and, and hopefully work for good people and work on good projects and make good money so I could pay back, you know, my mom and dad and, Back things and take care of my my life and my stuff and all my you know whatever, like just be I was just okay with that. That's not a dirty word, no, right? I was okay with that, <clears throat> and and I just didn't think you know that it would ever be this sort of situation where it was like. And by the way, you know, not only are you going to love every single element of your job, you're also going to be able to work for your country. You know, it, it gets. I don't want to say it's patriotic, but it's it like, is. I it like is. It's idea, exactly that. Well, yeah
0: it is this is a service to the united states and and we are thankful as a design community as a regular community it honestly it's i mean for those of you that are listening you should check out our website where the transcript to this podcast is so you can see the design of the stamp it's 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 classic but it's modern it's it's just like i couldn't have thought of a I don't know how you thought of it. What? Where, where did the inspiration come from? Did you have a hundred of them, and then oh you showed god. you, you showed? The ones that got away. I was going to oh say. My oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my how, god. how long did oh this my, process I mean, take with the government? What like?
1: Well, well, I mean, first of all, it's it's like, you know, just as a bit of a you know to to kind of go back for one second to the Obama thing. Like, it's not like Barry Obama called me up. You know, it's this group that works for him in in um in in um chicago and that group called me and said hey you know hey uh, uh do you, you want to work on this thing we need a little bit of help so they were already like in cahoots with obama yeah and then this group the mode project called me so what you get is you get like it's like you know like a telephone you know if the white house is the biggest thing the biggest call and all the way down to me i'm like the 17th step in this thing yeah, yeah. you know just straight up like the, the very last bit well um you know, like, you know, the, with this thing, it was like, well, you know, who, how, how long does it take? And, you know, I can't really go into details because it's just, it's still really fresh. Yeah, and I just yeah. don't want to embarrass those guys. Right. And it is a, it is kind of a tricky thing, but I will say this much. I, when I had a chance to grease the wheel. And what, what I mean by that is, like, I, I uh, was at this Howl conference, and it was down in Atlanta. And I noticed these young ladies who were at my merch table. And by the way, everyone in Atlanta who came to the merch table, boy, you guys set a whole record that day. Thank you so much. <laughs> see, I'm still thankful that everyone just came and bought shit that day, right? So, same thing here. It's like, I see this girl, and she's like, <clears throat> you know, I see on her little lapel or whatever, it says USPS. And I... Go crazy. Yeah, and I just kind of go up to her and I go, "Oh my god, you work for the post office?" She's like, "Yeah, you know it's tough and it's this and no. it's that." And I'm like, "But wait, you work for the post office?" And I just kind of... I, and she's like, "Well, have you ever worked?" And I said, "Just tell me about your job." And I go crazy and I say, "She's," I, I just tell her, "I said this would be a dream of mine to work from. You're so lucky to work there." And she's like, "You know what? No, I, I work in like you know like I'm I'm in the." Um, I, you know, I, I work behind the scenes and I'm just like this kind of a grunt or whatever the, the thing was and I was like but you get to work for America yeah. and I remember kind of being like well that's one way to look at it you know because to me it's so much bigger than what you know whatever little goofy bullshit I'm working on it's so much bigger it's like it's it, you're working for your country like, like say you work on something and then the next time you go to the post office you are buying one of the things that you got to work on that is, it's just almost like too much for me to even think about. And I know I'm getting a little dramatic, but it's absolutely the truth. It's like, that is so cool. It's that very got cool. To,
0: you know, I agree. So I, I agree. It's that. important. It's very important.
1: And then she says a couple, you know, like, you know, here's the deal. It's like, I get this call from a guy a couple of days later who's like, hey, you were, we were tipped off <laughs> and we, we you, you, you know, you're someone that, you know, like. We had seen before and we had seen these things in these forms and, 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 and you, would you want to work on some of this? And I went fucking crazy on that phone. I just went nuts and just, I just told him, I said, man, this has been a dream of mine and I've wanted to do this for so long and I will do whatever you ask of me, right? Like, this is not about me picking and choosing and saying, well, I am this and I need to do this kind no, 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 no. This was just me completely being like, if there's anything you guys ever need, you let me know. And I'm ready to go. Like that. that. Not, there's none of this like, you know, um, with this caveat or this or that. No, Doesn't matter. You just let me know. If the, there's no money involved, I'm involved. I, I just want to prove to you. And I, I proved to him. You know, I said, I, I just, I'm down to do this. I'm down to help out. Anytime you're ready. And he got me going, and I had all this stuff on ice. You know, I mean, I've been dreaming about this for years. And I had all this stuff on ice, so I I showed him a bunch of stuff. And he reacted to a couple things. And I remember the things he would say would be like, you you made this? It's like, yeah, I made it. Let me show you the other 43 things I made, too. (laughs) Right. And then he would go completely crazy and just be like, well, you know, I remember there was one that I showed that, like, I had already printed on my own. And he was like, Did you already print that? I'm like, Yeah, I made a mini print. And he's like, Damn, because we can't really show that now, you know? And it's like, So here's the thing. For the one that was selected, I think I showed
0: 43. 43, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, I went crazy. I went crazy. I mean, I would do it again tonight. If the guy called me and said, "You You know, I would just say, I will do it right now you're so
0: ever. you're so prolific I, i'm I'm not surprised that you made forty three uh, We have a blog post about the history of the ten seven logo and a description oh, yeah. of like how we went through the process with you and what's important and so on and so on um, but cool. I remember you you had over a hundred initial stabs at the ten seven logo and and one of them in the first round was a very close to what we ended up with and so you're it it's yeah you are certainly prolific i i want to ask about the typeface usa forever what typeface is that what did you choose
1: i didn't choose it it was art directed um, by greg breeding um in the journey group um um it wasn't um i i'm trying to figure out how to talk about it i think it's helvetica i i have to go look is there's been a couple versions i've seen and you know it's like wait wait wait." i didn't really even design it it was like i gave him the form of the star yeah and then he went back and he probably took a look at all the other stamps and said okay this one's going to work this way and here's why we do it this way so you know i'm pretty sure it's just helvetica like light
0: light yeah it's it does look thin
1: but like I say, I, I like, you know, of course, you know what I would have picked to go with that thing. And I had other versions <laughs> of other
0: markers. You know, yes, some you, yes, I you knew, would have, what would you have picked? Just, I know what it is, but you say what you would. Well,
1: have. I, I, think I showed how bad it could Something really thick and this, strong. Well, there's well, this, this tribute to like where I learned about stamps, you know, it was like when I was a little kid and I remember those stamps from the late seventies and I have, I have all those stamps now. I collect that stuff and it's like, they would use it unabashedly, and it was beautiful and legible, and that was attributed. But, you know, here's the thing. It's like you give it over to those guys, and then they take it from you, and then they make the best decision. And I just couldn't be more
0: tickled. It's just— It looks—I you know, can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it in person.
1: Oh, and there's others There's others in the mix I'm not allowed to talk about. Oh, my about God. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my happen. God. It's <laughs> going to be awesome. I just
1: hope I make it through— I, make it, I hope I make it through today. Just today. <laughs> okay. Final. Much less make it to twenty twenty to second.
0: Final question, Aaron. Final question. Yeah. Are you going to buy the coil of ten thousand USA Forever stamps?
1: Oh my God! Let me just tell you right now, I I absolutely was like, how would that work? Is does it come on a roll? Does it come on a sticker? Because I was like, once in your life, you're going to buy a fifty five hundred dollar Ten thousand stamps. Ten thousand stamps at fifty-five cents is fifty-five hundred bucks. And I'm gonna roll in there and what? Throw it on my credit card. You should ideas. I can, I can just go door to door and be like, I mean, how many doors do you have to go to to get through fifty-five hundred stamps? But I have to tell you, I was when it, when the, when the announcement was made, I was laying there and I was doing the math and I was like, it was co- it was a complete. It wasn't a ridiculous option. I was like, "No, I'm just going to go buy the 5500." 5, you should do it. There's no way I can. Well, I know. Put it up in your no studio. Can...
0: Put it on a big old bar. Well, hey, put well, it in your studio and know, give no stamps. And goes, give them stamps. some stamps? <laughs> I know.
1: I know. There's just something about it where it's like, I'm just going to have to go do that because the idea is the 20 stamps that they come in. Sure, I'm going to get a bunch of those and put those away, but I just want to be able to for, when anyone comes into the shop to be able to be like, over there, I got your stamps covered for the next. I mean, I just hope people are still sending envelopes with a stamp on it. Right? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, like, you know, a lot of the stuff I get is junk mail. And I notice up in the corner, it's going to be one of my patriotic stamps. I, you know, this is gonna, it's gonna what they call a patriotic stamp. And it's like they use that sticky patriotic stamp to send junk mail. So this one will, will be used that way. But it's like, you know, I'm going to use it to pay all my bills and all my stuff. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I, then I, 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 I kind of sobered up and was like, oh, man. You know, there's no way. What what the hell am I gonna do with five thousand five hundred bucks of these things? But I think it's just giving them to buddies for the rest of my life. They just seem to have like. Have my buddy build me something that's like this awesome, just, you know, this like sort of like, you know, this thing that just distributes these things that just emits these things. You're allowed wow. to grab a couple every time you come in here for the rest of my life. I think so that I'm, would be great. Um, I, you know, I, I got to come up with the funds, but I'm I'm going to do it, and I think I'm just going to pop because I just want to have the picture of me like shaking the hand of like the, <laughs> the, the the these these gals at my post office on 50th and Sandy here. They know me, and I I I, I a month ago I was like you Guys, I made a stamp, and she's like, Oh, you didn't make it. You're the guy that brings in all the poster tubes, right? I said, Yeah, 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 you know. She's like, I said, I made a stamp, it's coming soon. And the last time I went in there, I got you know, this is like three, four weeks ago, I got to say it got accepted like it's real now, it's announced, it's happening. And then the next time I get to go in there is I get to go buy them from the store. You get the photo of me shaking their hands <laughs> and the whole deal. There's a first day cover, these guys are designing. like, Oh Look, man, thing, and I am just. I'm on cloud nine.
0: You man, should be. I'm you just, deserve it. it. It's, cloud 10. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> cloud 10-7. You're going to be working. Yeah,
0: I'm working. You're working. Work is, branded, I man. love it. I love it. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's uh, it's really been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Well, thanks, Yvonne. And listen, tell your better half I said hi and the whole family. And, we'll do you know, that. Go door to door in Minneapolis and say that Aaron Draplin says I'll do Hello. that. You know, Draplin.com, you guys. Go get some merch. You know, go to Draplin.com. Go to FieldNotesBrand.com. Go to DDCBook.com. Last I heard, we're at 54,000 sold.
0: You know, we have never talked about your book. We never talked about pretty much everything. Let's have you back on the show. Let's have you back, and we can talk about your book. Hit me up in a while. All right. Thanks, you guys. All See right. you around. Aaron is the founder of Draplin Design Company, the author of pretty much everything, and an all-around nice guy. You can find him all over the internet as at Draplin and, of course, at draplin.com and fieldnotesbrand.com. You've been listening to the Ten Seven podcast. Find us online at 10 podcast. And if you have a second, do send us a message. We love hearing from you. Our email address is podcast at 10 Until next time, this is Ivan Stegich. Thank you for listening.